I can't even tell you. Yeah. One of the scariest things that happened to me. Like, I've never felt a shock that hard. Um, my cousin's electrician. He's probably going to be like, what a, what a chicken. He's going to all the time. But oh, for yeah, sure. It was terrifying. I, I honestly, I felt it go up my arm. And in a second, I thought my heart was going to stop. No, it's the, it's the weirdest thing. I electrocute myself so much. I know it's such an odd thing to say, but I, I don't know. How? Really. I always like have run at plugs and put forks in I was thinking hair straighteners and stuff. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Sometimes. But it's usually like plugging, you know, when it's dark and you just, you're like, fuck, I have to like plug my phone in like underneath the bed and I never really look. So I have my hand, like my finger partially on the metal and I like plug it in. That is terrible. And you get zapped. I, lo- I love those memes when you see like people like when it's pitch black trying to plug in their charger. It's just like a guy just trying <laughs> to stab worst. something. It's the yeah. worst. That's uh, super annoying. Have you been to Mykonos? I have been to Mykonos. Yeah? I had to think about that for a while because we did a couple of islands. But yeah, we went to Mykonos. It was amazing. What? Uh, was it a couple islands? Other Greek islands? Yes. We went to Eos and we went to Santorini. But I was with my sister, so it wasn't very romantic. There was a lot of fighting. I'm the middle child, so I'm usually the one who keeps everything. <laughs> when when uh, when did you guys go? 2016. 2016. Okay. How many of you were there? Do you have two sisters? I have two sisters, two, two stepsisters, but they're like, it's been since we were super, super young. So like yeah, they're yeah. like my blood basically at this yeah. point. And then our cousins, we were four girls just like tearing up the island. Oh, wow. And I we were on that. EOS. And I remember one night... Cause we were, we, we did not do our research and we went to like right before peak season. So the Island was dead, but it was all the locals. So it was actually more of a fun party. It was less crowded, but that meant there were no cabs. No, I think there's just no cabs in general. Yeah. On the the islands. Were you there? Uh, In May, like right before the season started. And we ended up, we're wasted because there's this trend where like, have you guys ever been in in the bar? And they're like, okay, you're going to spin around with this helmet on. We're going to whack you over the the helmet. Yeah. They do that in a couple bars in Greece. George is like a big Greek Greek guy. Like a big Greek guy. I'm I'm Greek. I'm a big Greek guy. I am (laughs) Greek. I am the Greek Greek guy. Goes to Greece every summer. Yeah. I mean. Months at a time. No, not months. (laughs) Weeks at a time for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I'm Greek. I'm not a big Greek guy. I'm well. Well, yeah. You, I'm literally a big Greek guy. I guess that makes sense. Sorry, um, but yeah. They was it Santorini or when they spun you around and whacked you? Or no, it, it was in Eos. Eos, yeah. And so we loved it, and we did it over and over and over and over again. And we could not get a cab at the end of the night, and we decided that it would be very safe to scale down the mountain back to our hotel. And there's, a, there's, your was, parents are listening to us like, I can't believe we let our daughters. Well, oh, we waited years to tell them. Yeah. Good. Call. Like just enough time had passed and they were like, oh, we can't, we're so happy you guys are alive. We're so happy. Not to get like that. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly like touch wood. You guys made it out of there, but like, I don't get morbid, but that's one of the things that, um, it's one of the downsides of like Greece and like, I don't know about like how, how, how publicized it is out here, but like when you're, um, as a Greek, you obviously like I hear things through family and friends or whatever, and like, one yeah, people do some like irresponsible shit in the Greek islands, driving Vespas yeah, like the leaving ATV, the bars, yeah. no helmets, hammered like it. And I hate to say it, like bad things happen more often than not. Um, yeah, it's risky out there. Like yeah, lots be, of toys and lots of drinks. It's yeah, just <laughs> recipe well, for disaster listen, sometimes. And like in fairness, when you're on vacation, like it, it's. People view, I don't think it's just Greece. I think it's probably like Mexico or, or like, there's probably a lot of islands in the world, Portugal in the south. Like, it, um, people, I think just around vacation, you're living very freely. You don't see cops and ride everywhere. So, like, you don't really think about the consequences of actions. Totally. It's like the risk reward on that is just 
out to lunch, yeah. but everybody still does it. Totally. Like the risk, you could potentially die. The reward, you get home. Like it's one rule. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, like we're going to do this because we, we need to. It's like, hey, you're better off just like walking at that point. Yeah. We're just waiting for the, yeah. an hour. Like I, uh, we've like, to Ricky's earlier point, we, we've got, I go to Greece almost every summer. Actually, basically let's say every summer since I was, I was born. Um, and I've obviously gone down with a lot of friends and we actually just went this summer. Um, we did like, we did Paros, Mykonos, Barcelona, Ibiza with uh, like 10 of us yeah, basically. Of us. Wow. And I've done like, we, Ricky and I have known each other for a long time. We've done this trip actually a handful of times in the past um, uh, with Greece and all that stuff. And there was one rule that I've always had and it, I've had it from, from when I really started going with friends. Um, it was kind of bestowed upon me from like, my older cousins. And so what the rule is when anybody's, if you come with me to Greece, I'll plan everything. I'll make sure you have to, don't have to stress about anything, but you cannot drive an ATV. You cannot drive a Vespa. You cannot drive a vehicle. Like we'll arrange drivers and cars and this and that, but like I do not allow it. And, Smart. And, shot, and like the one, there was a trip we had too that I actually had had this rule and someone didn't listen. And sure enough, that someone drove an ATV into a wall. Fortunately, it wasn't at high speeds and it was in oh my gosh. the property, but this is why this rule is in place. So um, I guess the moral of the story is if you go back to Greece, call them, call me <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you some advice, but yeah, Let just make know. sure like, yeah, never, never drive with it. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. 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 Oh and no gosh. scaling mountains, obviously. No. Nope. Yeah. 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 But there's another the morbid <laughs> yeah, side. There's a lot of fun stuff we can talk about. I feel like I'm telling everyone, everyone's going to, well, no, no, before we go off, let's talk about the single so we can, we can do this. Obviously ties here. We got to talk about it. The single is Whitney. Yes. It released last Friday the date because this would be released okay so it got released last friday october 7th um it was a song that i wrote back in 2017 and i was you know still living in montreal working a regular nine to five shortly after mykonos shortly after mykonos Wait, what was your nine to five i have had many 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 uh weird and wonderful jobs i used to work for a um an online men men's magazine ask ben and after that job, I ended up writing scripts for porn. And then okay. I ended up... Let's get to the single because, yeah, we got <laughs> no, to keep track of this. We can't just go jump back. We're going to get there. Hold on. You're like, we're asking questions this now. Okay. Uh -huh. Like, you wrote scripts for porn? Yes. It's got to be the easiest job. N that, hold on a second. Yes and This no. is like, what the heck? So this is honestly, that's, that's definitely weird and wonderful, but like I've never heard. Like, it's easy. Oh my God. My light, it went out. I need an electrician to come no, in. Don't discount our works. Oh, like, no, 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 no. How do you know that? But a hundred percent, like it's really fun for like the first four weeks. And you're just like, oh my God, I have to like, I have to go to work today and like figure out how I'm going to make these people have sex. Like this is like, it becomes impossible. Like the well runs dry real quick. But I ended up <laughs> falling into this job. Like I had no idea that I was going to end up working in this job because because I so Ask Men was like the online men's magazine that I used to work oh, for. It oh, was okay. I, 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 no, Ask Men. I thought you said Aspen before. Oh no, Aspen. not Aspen. Yeah, yeah, Aspen. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought it was Ask Ben. I was like, oh, no, God. who's Ben? Um, <laughs> Ask Men. Yes, I've, I've, it's a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they used to have a video production office in Montreal, and then they decided to close that down. And it was right before the holidays, so I was like, fuck, like I need to find a job. And so I was just like mass applying for jobs on like Monster and Indeed. And then I saw this like one job posting for an IT firm, and I was like, great, I could do boring copyright for this IT firm and they were the first people to call me back and you know how like the beginning of every interview it's really just like about you and your work experience and so I go off on my tangent for like 20 minutes and I'm like so what about you guys because like their description was the most vague 
vague district like i there was no way there like their like logo wasn't a light bulb like that, i literally was just gonna ask how do you advertise for a you porn writing job you, you don't lie you don't but until like, the like, people get into the interview and they're like p.s you're writing porn scripts is that okay and i'm like well i need the job yeah and i'm like it's anonymous it's funny i bet i'm gonna meet a bunch of real like really weird and funny people interesting uh, yeah interesting people and that's exactly what it was that it was, is on it that is that is very fascinating like i that yeah I, do you know what this reminds i don't know if i know anyone that works in this and actually that's all i know one person that works kind of in the in this industry like a friend uh one of our frat brothers oh really he doesn't not in it like in it like well, okay he, like, I, he, I think he works with a company that is okay. involved in that space. i was when yeah. she said that i was like remember david caller when he came in he's like i worked a whole bunch of oddball jobs you know at one point i was like a gas attendant that's what i was like kind of imagined you were gonna say yeah they're gonna I, say something like you know, I, worked I worked at, at like, a grocery you know, store lululemon yeah. yeah that's yeah what was the company called are you uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it because okay, they're like enough, they're a really sorry. wealthy company and I'm like not rich enough if they were to ever take me to court my god it would be <laughs> the end of me for years did you ever write any I actually I'm not gonna say it on here I'm gonna guess that I because I'm trying to think anyways did you ever like I do you get to watch your own porns that you you have wrote? to oh you have to yeah because you go I Wait, are you there when they're like uh, yeah, I wanna, no, no, like, no 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 you're not no. like okay no 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 you are not there by any means so you basically just write the scripts and you send it off and like that's like the last you hear of it for like a long time but we would get them back and we would have to like it's funny like it was honestly to their defense it was the most professional environment I've ever worked in because like you have to be in that because it's everybody in suits like if you were to walk into the office and not see the computer screens you'd think it was like like I don't know, like a law firm because everybody was just like in suit and tie and very professional, like, hey, Bob, good morning. And like, <laughs> like literally you would not know. And, um, but every Friday we would have to go in and like we would get like material back and we would have to see if the producers were doing a good job because it was outsourced to like Europe, LA. And so when they were taking new producers on board, they'd have to do like quality control and you'd have to be like, is this my script? Is it not? And like a lot of the time it would not be. And so it was just, it was just really funny. This is amazing. Thank you. I yeah, was not expecting. Yeah. Do you know how we say, or maybe George doesn't even say, it, I say it all the time when I'm giving people like the rundown of the podcast. I'm like, yeah, we want people to see a different side of you know our guests that you can't just Google. That is something that I highly doubt people can Google about you. Definitely not. It might end up on your Wikipedia after this episode. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to edit it. <laughs> I'm going to put it in there. That's, uh, okay, I have, this is the one question I have in mind. When you're writing a script, like, how much is scripted and how much is not? <laughs> it depends on, like, how creative the actor is. Because, like, they're supposed to stick to the script. Because, like, I was working for two pay sites for like very cinematic stuff. So there was like a 10 minute dialogue that I had to write before they got to the action. And so I would incorporate like all of these like really funny jokes and like these like witty lines and I would be so excited to see them execute and they would just like absolutely butcher it or like go off script sometimes. And I'm like, that's not what I, I have so many questions right now. I'm like giggling like a little kid. Did you yeah. do research? Like after you wrote these scripts and you knew that one got picked up, I don't know what the term is, I guess like a, yeah, someone picks up your script and uses it. Do you then like they tell you that it's been used? Do you like go and do like a post? I guess like a postmortem, so to speak, where you go back and review your work and see how you can get better next time? Or no, I just like mailed it in because for me it was just a clock in, clock out kind of thing. Because I was doing like music is my thing. Like it was just something that just cause, to pay the bills, literally to pay the bills, like for six months of my life. But you know what's funny? Actually, I quit my 
job because you said before Greece, I literally quit my job at this company while I was in Mykonos. I was like, I can't come in today. I'm, I'm very ill. <laughs> like, it's, like you're the not meme, it's like the memes you see now. It's like when you're working at home and your boss asks for an interview, the guy's got his neck pillow on on the airplane. Yeah, that, that yeah, was, was me, but I was on a beach and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so you wrote Whitney shortly after, if you're in Mykonos and you quit writing porn. Yeah. You wrote Whitney very short after because it was 2016 summer 2017 yeah yeah and so i was probably in some other nine to five after yeah perfect little circle back there love that time this guy's done something 200 episodes in first time he brings it back (laughs) what are you talking about i'm teasing (laughs) i love it um so yeah so shortly after that i wrote whitney and i was probably in some other job that i forget maybe bartending and I would like I would come home from my job and just write songs in my room like I always did and dreaming about like the whole song is about it's an ode to my idols like my childhood idols like Whitney Houston Michael Jackson Marilyn Monroe and um it was a song that just expressed my love for them and how much I admired them and how one day I could make people feel hopefully make people feel as a performer an ounce of like what they made me feel watching them when I grew up and so I wrote that song about them wow yeah so this one just sat in the vault for five years. It did sat in the vault. It did sit. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It sat in the vault for five years because um, it interpolates "I'm Every Woman" in the chorus. And so when you have an interpolation or a sample, you have to go to the writers, the original writers of the song, and ask them if you can use it. And they can either say yes or no, and then they decide how much of the publishing that they want to take. And so the writers of I'm Every Woman, even though it was sang by Shaka Khan and then re-sung by Whitney Houston, were Ashford and Simpson. And they were the same writers who wrote Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And they were a couple like power, couple power songwriters. And when we were trying to get this sample cleared, it was pretty difficult because one of them unfortunately had passed away. So going back and forth with their estate took years. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, not five, but there was a bunch of other stuff after that. Uh. And so... In 2020, we finally got it cleared. And we were like, okay, let's go. And so I wasn't signed at the time and I was shopping that song to labels and nobody wanted to sign me at the time because I had no followers on TikTok. TikTok was like starting to become a thing and like on Instagram. And then finally, um, Universal Music Canada heard my stuff with 31 East and they were like, yeah, like it's a monster. We want to take a chance on you. And here we are. I love that. Thanks. That was good. Thank you. I want to, because one of the parts, uh, one of the lines in the song is fuck like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I was, I was so curious. I'm assuming your family's obviously supports you and what you're doing. When they hear the line like that, do your parents like, are they like supportive because it kind of works with the song? Are they like, oh, really? Your real name's, are we allowed to say your real name? Yeah, yeah. Brianna, Br- right? Yeah, Brianna. Brianna. So are they like, Brianna, really? Did you have to say that? Like, Uncle Jimmy's going to listen to that line. It's so funny because my dad was like, I sent him the video and the song when it was finished. They've been hearing the song for years, but I sent my dad the final video <laughs> last week and he was like, I love it. But did you really have to say fuck like Marilyn Monroe? So bang on. Man, yeah. bang I, I shockingly on. I got that. One, one point for me today. Well, yeah. yeah, you would think about like, yeah, obviously Paris would like hear that and be like, oh, that song's amazing. It's one platinum. This is terrific. But like, but it made yeah. sense. Could, I, it's like, could I not bleep that word out? Well, it's like, yeah, dance like Michael Jackson, or sing like Whitney, dance like Michael, yeah. fuck like Marilyn. Yeah, smoke right? like Marley, love like Lucy, and dress like Jackie O. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact is a bar called Jackie O's in Nikonos. <clears throat> I know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Bringing it right back. 
I'm killing it today. You are killing it today. <laughs> You're on a roll. Um, so would you, of the people that you obviously named in the song, you said that there's like, it's part of it's like your inspiration, people you like kind of looked up to. Who was your biggest, like your biggest idol? Probably. I bet your parents don't want to hear you say Marilyn Monroe right now. Well, it was probably, <laughs> I would, it, it, I loved Marilyn, but it was Whitney Houston for yeah, sure. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. It was, she's like, there's no voice like Whitney Houston's voice. Yeah. She's, there's some people who sing and there's other people who are born to do it. And she's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So those other ones, they're kind of like inspirations in other aspects and kind of like the energy they bring. Like, totally. Yeah. I guess how would you describe all of them? Like in a nutshell, is it like, a, like, is it a little bit of something from everybody just to what they embody as a culture, as cultural icons? Like it's a little bit of both. I mean, Whitney it's it's obvious. She was like generational talent. Like she will go down as one of the best singers of all time. Like her talent is divine. Like nobody sings like Whitney Houston. And Michael also incredible performer. Yeah, I was gonna say Michael too is yeah. Michael's Michael. Michael, there's no one who moves like Michael. <coughs> and but then even his voice too is so good because he could do like the high notes, not like the low low notes, but he had such a range. Totally. And then Marilyn, bless you, I thought you were gonna. I was about to, yeah, I was trying to get it out of there, but anyways, I, I almost asked the dumbest happens. question of my podcasting career. Ask it, please. Do it. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just gonna ask, like. Oh, so obviously you're a big music person. <laughs> oh wow, that I is, didn't mean that is I didn't mean it dumb. like I didn't mean it like that. But I was gonna be like, obviously, like you go like the history. It's all right, pal. I just asked who's your biggest inspiration. The song's called Whitney, so don't worry, you're off the hook. <laughs> like if you didn't catch that one, I yeah, caught. I didn't want to say. Yeah, I, I, I looked over as soon as I said. I looked over. I was like, wow, this is what a dumb question. <laughs> no, but I meant like obviously music's a big part of your life. But like, is it like the historical people as well? Like you know. Michael's no longer around and he kind of stopped coming out with bangers probably what late 90s mid mid 90s yeah he was like kind of the 80s and ni like early 90s were thing. Whitney was even before Michael no or around the same time yeah I'm assuming I'm gonna make an assumption I don't think you're I think you're probably born mid late 90s yes late so they're, they're like before <laughs> you they are before me I just wanted to pick really timeless people because my parents introduced me to really timeless icons and they're who I grew up admiring. That's fair. Yeah. Because like my current, you know, muses change all the time. So I just wanted to pick something that I would relate to whenever the song came out. And thank gosh they were, you know, timeless Icons, people because yeah. they it probably yeah. would have changed so many times over since it was written so long ago. Who are some of your favorite right now? Whew, great question. Um Tovlo, Tuvelu is the correct pronunciation. But was, is it? Yeah. I always thought it's it was Tuvelu. It's Tuvelu. I, I recently learned this as well, and I was like, yeah. I've been saying it wrong this entire time. Tovelu is what I would have said. Yeah. Same. I think probably 90% of people say that. Yeah. Yeah. But she was saying in an interview that she's embraced like that as well, but it's Tuvelu. So she, to me, is such an incredible writer. She has such great pop sensibility. Like, her, she has a new album coming out, and everything that she's released thus far off this album has just been like perfect pop alchemy did you go to the show at history i did not oh. i did not i think that there's a show on the on valentine's day of hers if i'm not mistaken at history really next year yeah, yeah. i know she came this year yeah but she's coming again okay. so i'm definitely gonna be at that show have you been to history yet i have Amazing i saw venue. duke dumont there a couple oh. of weeks ago how was it unbelievable <sighs> like everything awesome. it was perfect show Duke Perfect DeMont's show. one of my favorite, like, well, 
was one of uh, one of the best DJs I've seen live. Like his music's be so 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 good. So hype. Yeah, I, I don't that. know any really. Has he come out with any new songs? Like I don't know many, if if any. Yeah, I but mean, like used to have like bangers back in the day. Yeah, like not bangers, like, like the Ocean like, Drive era. Yeah, yeah those yeah. were yeah. the that best. Was iconic. Well, even those during during COVID, I think he had that um, the set from Cafe Mambo with uh, Gorgon City. Let me say, you think you've watched that a thousand times? Yeah, but I think it came out. I think it was the summer before COVID, but then it got big during COVID. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I uh, I love Dutamont and Gorgon City. You literally every Same. time we'd be in here, put that set on. Yeah, no, it's okay. great. It's just so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dupont Mont is uh, yeah, that'd be a good one of history to see. Yeah, still haven't been yet. His visuals were also insane, like for the show, it was captivating, crazy, crazy show. And I love the venue. I'm gonna ask That's you a question that I know Rick's about to ask. I'm gonna steal it. Do it. Dream venue to play. Bell oh, Center in Montreal. Bell Center. Bell That's Center, fine. Montreal. Okay. Um, I guess that's, yeah, like someone would say Scotiabank <clears throat> Arena from here. For sure. But yeah, like yeah. I have a bit of a history with the Bell Center because I used to do the anthems for the Habs. I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. You're like okay, Ricky's perfect. best friend now. Hey. No, no. You, well, you might not know this. Did you Google this or no? No. Wait. So, no, and know. correct me if I'm wrong, like one of your kind of like big, I don't want to say like rise to fame was you were like the hot girl from the, the national anthem. It blew up for whatever reason. It was like a social media thing. Like you got like someone said the hot girl from the national anthem I, at the Bell Center, and I completely bombed. But like, I wait, guess, I don't know this. Tell story. a story. Yeah, he's a no, and I I might be not saying it properly because it wasn't in the write up that the girls gave us. It's all good. We it's can okay. talk about it. Um, so I went to an open call audition back in 2014, and a girlfriend of mine was already doing the Sarah Diamond was already doing the anthems for the Habs, and I was like, "This is so cool!" So I went to an open call and got on the ice and belted it out, and I was like, "There's no way I'm getting this job. Like, there's so many people here." And they called me back, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do the Bruins versus Habs game?" And like, if you know hockey, you know that that's like a Original crazy six. rivalry. Yeah. And so, as a Habs fan, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, this is such a great game. And so I got on there, and like. Acoustics in arenas are really difficult. So you usually like sing with in-ears or a monitor and like they don't have that available. So they're like, just just wing it. And so I was like not on perfect pitch and I kind of like butchered it slightly. But then I got back to the dressing room and it kind of just like blew up on the internet. And so many like, it's crazy that I can trace back the dominoes of like the domino effects to like where I am today loosely because of this anthem moment. And so I to answer your question in a roundabout way, I think it would be really cool to finally go back home and play that, but play it with my own music. Wow. It is crazy. Like I remember seeing that when we originally kind of got this invitation. I was like, that's actually such a wild story. Thanks. Did you know what it before? Like, no, no, I, I didn't know. Oh. But at the time that I saw it, so like, I remember Googling. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like, imagine. So we have Martina. She's like been the anthem singer for, I don't know, like 10 years or something. Um, and, go ahead. Yeah, she's like unbelievable, like phenomenal singer. But again, I think that's, I don't think she does anything else other than that. Maybe she's trying to make it, no idea. Uh, but she's been there for like 10 years and I saw that. I'm like, imagine someone just taking a picture of Martina and being like, oh my God, she's like so hot and like it blows up and next thing you know, she's got a record deal. Yeah. Not well, next thing, but yeah. It definitely took many, many years. <laughs> but Ricky, yeah. uh, I'll never forget, we were, at, we were downstairs and the plat and I'm walking to like one of the like the concourse levels, ice levels, just like the suites and stuff. And we're walking from one of the lounges, going back to the seats, and we see what's her name, Martina. Martina and Martina Ortiz. and Rick always said how much he like thinks she's like sings a great anthem, like loves her, whatever. 
And we see her, and Rick's, I think, he had a few drinks at this point. And Rick, like, I'll never forget this. He looks at it, he goes, Martina, I love you. <laughs> but like, he meant, like, and then he, had the cat, he caught it, so be like, oh, no, no, like, you're, like, really good, but, like, I love how you sing, whatever. Yeah. But it just, she was, like, startled. She's like, huh? What? Oh, my and God. And she's younger than, like, I'm, like, twice her age. She had, like, you know, the time, she had, like, braces on still. Like, no it was, like I'm, like, a grown-ass yeah, yeah, man it, here. It didn't come across, the delivery yeah. was not great. Yeah. It was, like, it was, like, startling. It was kind of creepy. Wow. But, uh, I love but that. Then they, yeah, obviously. Hunted now we're like out. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay in your mind. Yeah. So is well, that how they do? I mean, is that how most teams do it? Like, is it open mics or you don't? Does it change or is it very based on? I have no idea. Are you just you had there an open was mic like there was like, some like I feel so bad not knowing this because he was such an iconic like figure in Montreal, but there was a like an older gentleman gentleman doing it for like years. And all of a sudden, they're like, we're just going to hire someone new. And really? so, yeah, they hired my friend Sarah, and they had a couple of us girls doing it for a while. And then the iconic Jeanette Renault also does it quite a bit. Huh? She's huh? a legend. Yeah. Okay. You big, you big hockey fan? You mentioned Habs fan. You know, I am a big Habs fan. Do I know hockey super well? I think that it would be a crime not to be a Habs fan being from That's Montreal. Fair. But like I love, I love the way that it brings the city together. Like there's nothing like being in the arena when the Habs are playing during the playoffs. It's like it's crazy. Now yeah. in Toronto, do you like? Are you not a, are you a sports person at all? Like do you cheer for like any other teams? Raptors, Leafs. I mean, not Leafs, Raptors, Jays, anything. I feel like we can. Get, like I could get into it. Like if they make it quite. Far. She's like, if I'm there and the seats are good, Hell like yeah, yeah, I'll go. Like why yeah, not? Yeah, but it's just a vibe, right? Like I can get down with that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. So I guess overall, not a sports person. <laughs> it's all right. We won't talk about sports. We'll talk about it enough. It's okay. I just <laughs> I like watch me like be paralyzed on this chair for like the no, rest of no, the podcast okay. if you talk sports. Um, control delete. Yeah. Literally I've heard the song a million times. Didn't like I don't don't take this the wrong way. I didn't know it was you until obviously now. Uh listen to how that happened. What's the story behind it? Because that was a banger. It is a banger. Thanks. I love what I say was like the song just doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean, you're like, oh, that person was such a nice person. It's like, did they die? Like, did they go somewhere? R.I.P. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Control Delete actually came up like it came to be very randomly and sort of by accident because I was working with Banks and Ranks for like our first week of writing together in Montreal, and we had written like it was during the first lockdown, so the world was feeling really, really heavy, and we were writing a bunch of really serious and very dark dance music. And I remember coming into the studio the day that we wrote Control and I was like, guys, we got to like, we got to shift the gears here. Like it's getting really dark and it was amazing, but it was like a bit dark. And I was like, we got to switch up the energy. And so I said, let's write something fun. Let's work, write something cheeky and kind of like carefree. And if nothing comes of today, then so be it. But like, at least we had fun and this was a good like exercise and just positivity. And we ended up writing Control Delete. And we laughed our heads off the entire time we wrote it. Like a bunch of our friends came to the studio safely, like just two friends. I'm not going to say because it was COVID, but our, some of our friends came to the studio. They sang backups on the freaking, on the pre-chorus of it. They were all in the music video, but like we never expected it to take on the life that it did when we wrote it. And we're just so happy it did like FIFA 2022 picked it up and then like it kind of was on the cover of mint and then drag race this year. And so it's just been like really well received and it's been a ride that we're so grateful for. That's pretty crazy. That is all. And Drag Race, how, like, how does that happen that a show picks it up? Like, do you find out, you just hear it? Does the, the label take care of everything? I'm not quite sure about how it happened. We just got like the sync request and I almost <laughs> fell off my chair because I'm such a big Drag Race fan. 
And so I was like, I, I'm peeking and I haven't even seen it yet. I really hope they use it for a lip sync and they ended up using it for a lip sync and it was oh, crazy. Oh, Do you guys have good. the drag? Sorry to interrupt. No, Do you good. have the drag brunches in Montreal? Yes. Are not as like, much. They do them a lot more here. Yeah. Like here, they're apparently like crazy parties. Oh, they're amazing. Have you heard of them? <clears throat> so I might butcher this too, but I know at certain venues, they host these drag brunches and the idea is like, it's not just a brunch, but like a brunch and a show. I think I've seen something. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they sell out like every single time oh it's the they best did one time. at stack market a couple weeks ago and i remember seeing it online i'm like there's like a few like easily a few hundred people there like and everybody's dancing and partying isn't stack an outdoor market yeah, yeah. it was outdoors yeah it's like maybe a month ago oh it was oh. Lit. super super fun like i did one with lemon at stacked lemon's a, a queen from drag race my song tongue features lemon and we did like a cute little number together to tongue at the stack market drag brunch and it was crazy that was the same drag brunch they've done it a few times this summer so i'm not sure if it was the same one but it's like probably the same same people thing. that run it yeah, yeah harriet's did one like i know it's like a big big thing yeah harriet's we 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 learned the hard way of what like was it harriet's one? no no where are we going to when we were all with our moms that one time Oh man! You guys uh, took your called? moms to a drag brunch? Well, no. We, so we think we like Ricky and I. We've been like yeah. we've been best friends for over a decade. We like we started. He take he started taking his mom on like a trip once a year. So that I started we I take along with my mom, and then like once a year we'll take him out for like a Leafs game and dinner or what do we go like, what, like a double what, date kind of thing. That's we'll amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the last time we did it was it two years ago now? Uh, no, that Goldies? was Goldies. No, Hartley. Hartley. So, so we were like we were out somewhere we were out for dinner and then we were like let's go find like somewhere to have drinks they were gonna take <laughs> off and then we were gonna stay out we went into hartley because you, you yeah one of my friends is one of the owners sit down we're at drinks it's amazing good vibe good music like it's kind of dim lit really nice like my, our moms order drinks that come with those little bubbles that like pop Smoke and yeah. or whatever so we're having a good time then the show starts so it's not a drag show by any means. Cause but it's it, like, yeah. But it was kind of like, I don't want to use the word raunchy because that's not the right word, but. Was it a burlesque show? It was provocative. It wasn't even a burlesque. It's like more raunchy than a burlesque show. Did you take them, you take them to the box? No, no. <laughs> You've been to the box? <laughs> I've What's never the box? been to the box, but I'm dying There's, to go to the box. It's not in Toronto. There's not one It's in not in Toronto, but it sounds like you took I'm, your mom to the, the box. Story. Oh my God. Okay. And yeah. So anyways, to wrap that story up, yeah, we sat down and then all of a sudden I like, we heard music go on the stage, like whatever. We turn around. I was like, I was like, wait. I'm like, where? What is this place? And we're like, well, I don't know. They do like they put on like there's like performers and stuff. And the person I think was like either like half naked or like it was pretty like it was risque. Yeah. They and our like, moms are sitting there dying of laughter. Of course, they probably had the best time. But anyways, like they're, they're our moms are like pretty young, like they're having a good time. And we had a couple of drinks with the hell out of there. And yeah, it was, it was a, night. Um, amazing. What's the box? Yeah. So the box I think started in London. England, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, but then eventually it's traveled to a bunch of different parts of the world. The one I went to was in New York. I was there for my work trip in 2012 or 20, no, 2013 or 2014. Went there. The company I was working for here had an agency, had an office in New York, had office. So we had gone, you had gotten invited there for like some training BS. Anyways. So Friday we're like, hey, since we're here, let's extend our trip. Let's stay an extra couple nights. So we stayed till Sunday. Friday night. My buddy messaged me like, we got to go to this, this place called The Box. I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's crazy. It's from Europe. It's like crazy. It's just like crazy show. I was like, what is it? Is it like a DJ show? Is it like you know, a haunted house? Like, what is it? 
<laughs> Give me an example, right? That's just fun. Like, <laughs> Looks like it's like October, maybe. Regular and fired up for a haunted house. So we pre-drink. We get to like, you can't come in unless you have a table. We're like, okay, what's a table? Mind you, we're like 22, like not making much money. Like a $2,000 table was a lot of money back right. then, right? Yeah. Fuck it. We got to do it. My buddy's like, guys, I've heard it's the craziest thing ever. We have to do it. So we get a table. So our table's not a table. We're in a little tiny room the size of like that, like carpet. So let's say two meters by three meters. Yeah. We're in our own little room. There's no windows or nothing, but a little curtain. The curtain's closed. You can't open it. Cool. No big deal. So we got our bells. We're drinking. Just four dudes sitting beside a table. Just drinking. Cool. So like, hey, the show's going to start in 20 minutes. First, uh, first act. Okay, cool. Still don't know what to expect. Eventually, I heard whispers that it's like a sex show. Cool. I've been to a sex show in Amsterdam too. So I was ex like expecting you know, just to watch people have sex on stage. That's kind of what I was expecting. I kid you not. They open the curtain. So this girl comes walking out. <clears throat> she does a little strip. There's a, a, a bathtub just lowers from the ceiling filled with like a bunch of stuff. So she's dancing, singing champagnes, pouring all over her, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, she, I don't even know if I can say this on, I'm going to say it. Fuck it. She pulls a fucking bottle of champagne out of her her yeah pops it sprays the crowd and we're just like what like the it f into the whole time yeah and it was like a 10 minute performance it was wow. the craziest thing. that was scene one i'm not gonna get into scene two and three on air i'll tell that off air but it was absolutely like i've never been back that's unreal it was wild like it was i'm glad i did it once but it's still to this day the craziest show club bar i don't know if i've ever heard this before i don't yeah it was before me and you were like close close but like we were definitely friends you knew i went to new york on that i know but i don't remember ever hearing about it. it's kind of sounds familiar but it i don't was, it was i just remember watching that thing come out i was like she did it like a 10 minute routine and then she sprays she pops the sprays i was like <gasps> I, I, am i turned <laughs> on am i disgusted i don't even know how to feel right now and that's the idea something. it's like it's like so many uh, yeah anyways Oh my gosh! Wild. How did we get on this topic again? We you were talking about take, you Hartley took your mom's she, to a risque brunch. Yeah, and I you, said, you what mentioned Harley. She mentioned brunches. Yeah, this one got this went on. A, yeah, that was crazy. As I said, we'll we don't. Detour. We normally don't talk sex. If we talk the box, we talk about writing porns. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's okay, man. Don't we apologize. Love it. Yeah, it's fine. Love it. I, I'm still so. This is crazy. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, I guess kind of switching gears a bit. Um, what, what's like this year got in store for you? Like, what do you plan on doing this year? You got any shows coming up? Yeah. I mean, I'm heading to Amsterdam next week for ADE, which is like a big dance convention. Yeah, yeah. So heading there next week, doing a couple of shows in London, hopefully. Ooh, love that. And then, uh, back here, November, December are kind of like, you know, it's like low season, but then next year getting back on tour. And we did a lot of that this year, um, in the summer across Canada. So getting back on the road next year hopefully and then dropping an album probably mid midway through the year awesome what were some highlights from the tour just meet like just meeting everybody i was so surprised because like when you like you see streams but then you get out onto the road and like people are singing your songs and you're like what the fuck like you actually know this this is so cool and seeing and connecting with people like i have this one song called tongue and it's like this really cheeky song that I did with Lemon about like being absolutely mesmerized by this girl and I you know it's pretty funny like funny lyrics and I remember performing it one time this summer and at the end of the show a girl came up to me and she was crying and she was like your song actually helped me like come out to my parents and so you never know 
even if it's just like a happy-go-lucky, fun song, how it's going to affect people. And then you see, you go on the road and you hear their stories and you see them like singing your words back to you. It's like, that's the best part. Like that's definitely the highlight of tour. It's really, really cool. Yeah, that's gotta be super cool. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, someone to say that too. Like that helped them come out to their parents. Like, yeah. It's pretty, de- uh, like that's a pretty big deal, I think. Like Huge. Yeah. It's so scary Kinda sometimes. Kind of someone the confidence to make it like, it's not like a life-changing decision for someone to do something like that, right? That's, totally. Yeah. Yep. I read a six buzz, not six buzz, BuzzFeed post on this about like 20 famous people that had to come out to their, their parents because of like outside sources. And you read it and I didn't realize this. Um, The dude from NSYNC, Lance Bass, I think, he had to come out because like Perez Hilton like basically bullied him online. Yeah. And that was the reason he came out and you're like, that's so shitty. Like nobody should have to come out on not on their own terms, right? Yeah. But, Look what just happened to Rebel Wilson. Something similar happened to her too. And she... Fi- I have no idea. Some also, Rebel Wilson's the one from... Uh, uh, from Perfect. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. And, yeah, and Pitch Perfect. But something happened, and I don't want to butcher this because I want to do it justice, but apparently some like media outlet was like gave her two days notice and was like, we're going to run this article about you being with a woman or something like that and she was like what the fuck like that's so unfair so she basically had to come out because she was like i want to write the narrative like it's a shame that it has to happen this way but you know but i guess on like on your side then it's nice that like you gave someone the power i guess inadvertently to come out and share their story which is amazing yeah you should be proud of who you are 100 percent. yeah that is yeah actually that's so shitty like you think that someone like that, like even the media would have discretion to be like, this is no. someone's like personal life. Like, I mean, obviously it's tablets, right? Like you, you, like you pay for clicks and, and all that. Or I mean, you want clicks and all that stuff, but like think about all the time. At a certain that- point you would think you would have to have some sort of moral compass. Like, right. Oh, these guys don't, or these women people anyways. Think about like all it's the scandals that come out. Like, you know, you're going to ruin someone's life by this. Can't you just like give it to them privately? You want you have this information. Share it with them privately. Give them the chance to buy it from you at least, this, so that right. you don't just ruin someone's life. Yep. Or some like people's life because any cheating scandal ruins more than one person's life. Yeah. It's like at least three, four, five people, especially if there's kids involved. Like, yeah, it's awful. But that's so like yeah, like, I don't know. That's maybe a deeper conversation. But like, what does that benefit? Like that industry, the tabloid industry, like. Has that brought, has anyone ever said like, I'm so thankful to have tablets and made my life better? Like that, like the sort that, you know, people love to like understand what's happening behind celebrities lives and stuff that they don't see and like people behind the curtain. But like, I mean, it's, it's just, like, it's, it's about money, man. I yeah. know, but that's the thing. Like, it, I don't know. You would think like stuff like cigarettes have crazy taxes on them. Drugs, a lot of drugs are legal. Like all these things that, you know, that maybe give some people some set of sense of dopamine or satisfaction, but also have equal downside effects, if not worse than the upside, are banned or illegal. Like, this is, in theory, kind of like a drug. Like, people read it and get a sense of, like, dopamine or satisfaction or enjoyment or pleasure out of it, reading something that they are not privy to and wouldn't have access to. Um, But it also then destroys something else. So for every, like, bad, you have a good, right? So... You would think that, like, I don't know, why wouldn't they be like regulated or something? Man, you were going down so philosophical, <laughs> philosophical. I just, I never thought about that. And yeah, yeah it's, terrible. It's horrible. I like to think that it's hopefully getting a little bit better because, like, back in the day, that was the only way that you could ever get information 
on like famous people but now celebrities have the opportunity to like write their own narrative a little bit with social media but that's also a catch-22 in so many ways so i don't know yeah social yeah it's true like they have their own platform their own voice they can kind of get ahead of it it's not like you know, they don't have to like something gets pub because it gets released. That's not true. They don't have to like do a whole presser on TV and say, "Well, this is my statement." It's like you can like just get right to the source quickly and nip it in the in the bud, totally. But whatever the saying is, um, but yeah, that's another that's a double edged sword though, because you can like imagine being a celebrity and you're in a nightclub. You, I mean, if you're a celebrity, you cannot let loose ever in public. Nope. Like you cannot just go to a club and have a night where I'm gonna I'm gonna do ten shots with my girls tonight because then you're on on said tabloids. Yeah. Even like politicians, though, same thing. Trudeau, like whether you support Trudeau or don't support Trudeau, he was playing uh, the piano or singing the piano with like some of his buddies or something at a, at a convention. And he got roasted online. Right. Like, roasted. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> it was bad. Like everyone's like, oh, this is where your taxpayer dollars are going. So like, bro, it's clearly like nine or 10 a night. The guy's just having some fun, having some drinks. Like, yeah, again, whether you support Trudeau or don't support Trudeau, people should have be able to have some free time of their own, right? Like Rob Ford this year, remember like, I think he went to the Leaf game or something. He bought the tickets to go to the Leaf game and he got chirped. They're like, oh, this is what taxpayer dollars goes to. He's like, no, I bought these. Like, yeah. I have money as a, as a politician. I get paid. I'm allowed to go to games. I'm allowed to go to events. What? Like, but. Yeah. yeah. Are you. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, are you big into social media or not? I think you have to be as an artist these days. So I, I am. Um, it's definitely been where. I find it is the most challenging part of my job because I'm not the type of person who's like my first instinct is to just share and share and share and share. But I, I have a lot of fun with it. Like you get to write your own narrative on like Instagram and TikTok, but it's not something that comes super naturally to me, but I'm definitely online. Which, yeah. which is your platform like that you prefer to, to use? Probably TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can just be, it's like... Instagram's still a little bit, I guess it's moving away from that now, but it, it's always this like perfectly curated and like aesthetic platform, which was amazing. But TikTok, you could just be stupid yeah. and like people get to know your quirkier side quicker. And that's fair. What are your thoughts on be real? I love be real. Yeah. But now TikTok has like their own version of be yeah. real. Yeah, we said a few. I saw that we said a few weeks ago or something. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, cute. It's, it's interesting how like younger generation is really like saying like, a real fuck you to like the the older crowd that and I'm not no offense if anyone's like this, but like people like who want to like you know post like the highlight reels and all that we all do it. I'm not like I do it as well. You post your trip, you post all the best moments and the best this, um, and this younger generation is like fuck it. We're gonna post pictures of like us with a double ed, double sided camera and get whatever the hell comes up and not care. And like if you if you try hard, then you're like the not cool person, right? Like totally. it's like try as little as possible is like what is cool. Honestly, I respect it. Yeah. See, I don't know, because even with Be Real, so I, I tried it for 30 days. I was like, you know what? Everyone keeps talking about it now. I'm a little bit older. I, I still love Instagram. Like Instagram, I absolutely love it. Um, TikTok, I'm on it. Don't love it, but I'm, I guess, good at it, I guess. Um, but Be Real, it's, I don't find it's that real anyways, because there's all those people that missed their mark. Well, it's like, if you're six hours late, how do I know that you didn't just wait for the perfect moment to take that picture? Oh, I would say like I wait for like a cool moment on my B-roll. I'm See, like, I mean, oh, I'm going like, to concert later. I'm going to wait to take my B-roll then. Yeah, but, but then like, it's like, what's the I difference know, between that and like Insta stories, right? Yeah. Wait, I don't have it. So explain this. So you, you can wait. So wait. you get the you get the notification, right? So it's right now you have, you get a notification. You have is it minutes. random? Uh, yeah. Every day. It's the same time for everybody, but it is random. 
Oh, so it might be like right now. Like yeah. So, yeah, I delete it. But let's say if it went off, mine and hers would go off right now at the exact same time. Yeah. Oh. So like in my office, there's two other people that have it. I didn't know who it was. And one day I heard some, I heard the notification go off and it's a, it's a unique sound. So I was like, who's got be real in my office? And then two seconds later, mine went off. So I found it was like one of the girls in my office. But uh, everyone's goes off the same time and you have two minutes to take your picture. If you retake it, it'll tell you, it'll tell your followers that you retook it. Or if you were late, it'll tell your followers how late you were. Half the time I scrolled through it, I'm like, either they retook it or they were late. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the people I was following. I only had like 20 followers. Around. And when you, yeah, when you take a photo on Be Real, does it go on a grid or does no. it disappear? Uh, so it go, you, have a, you have a grid. But you get to yeah. see it. You get you to see your own. You can't see this thing. I'm going to get it. And it takes a photo simultaneously of your front and back camera. No, it's a second apart. It's a second apart? I did it. Because I was like, how do people have this? How are people facing the camera in both pictures? So oh. one day I did it. I took the picture like this. I turned the phone. I took it like this. And I got both pictures. See, the more you know. How did, yeah. you, how did you figure out it was? Oh, because people were doing it. Because I saw I'm like, how's it? There's no mirror. I'm like, how do they do that? There's no <laughs> mirror in the room. How do they have, how are they both in the picture? Imagine sitting there trying to rack your brain to figure out how kids gamed be because real. I'm just, every, I'm just no. like picturing you trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, everybody, yeah. no, everybody's like holding a mirror behind his head. Like, oh. no, I was looking at this and I saw, I'm like, that's, that's a cool photo. But how'd they do that? Cause everyone always says it's, it's the exact same time. But if you notice when you press it, so you take the first picture and then it'll say smile now or something. Yeah. And then it takes a second one. But I saw, I don't even have be real. And I, I was under the impression that that was the case because when we were in Europe, Someone did it. I don't know if it was Maz or somebody. It's a second and it was out. a delay. Yeah, there's a delay. Mm. I didn't know it because everybody always says it's the same time. Simultaneous. Don't believe everything here, but then I <laughs> did my own Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, but no, I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't love it. I'm just no? Not, no, just I deleted it. Rick's, Rick's a big day. TikTok guy. Have you seen Rick's TikToks? I have not, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna go really? oh. yeah. Mm. I feel like you're in my demographic that you would have seen it. Oh. It's okay. Maybe just don't yeah, remember. I'll, I'll give you no a big deal. Just don't remember. Maybe you're very unmemorable. <laughs> not not right? memorable, I guess. No uh, Rick's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. No. Um, Are you on the talk? The I used to have, have it, but I just posted. No, I, I only had it when I posted. I had it when we had like a startup a couple of years or so ago, and I was posting stuff related to like work. And then I posted a bit related to like travel stuff. And then I was like, nah, I can't get off social media. I don't have any. I got my Instagram back temporarily this past weekend to message some people that I didn't have their phone numbers, but. Um, Oh. Yeah, I'm off. George Wavers. Just slide into the door. I do waver, but yeah. like I think this is like the time where I'm like I've actually I think I the last picture I posted was I got engaged this past summer. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. In uh like beginning of August. And like I was like, you know what? I kinda knew it was, I mean obviously I knew it was coming. <laughs> like planning to do it. Um I was like, I'm sure there's gonna be stuff to post around, then people want to message, so I'll keep it. And after that, I was like, I don't care to tell people what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously a podcast, so people can, if they want, they can hear my opinion and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of think I've grown out of it. But Be Real does sound kind of appealing. I'm not going to lie. Check, check it out. It, yeah. it, obviously, it's massive. I think it was, the, it was the most downloaded app in like Q1 and Q2, I think. Yeah, they launched the same time as Cast did. One, one worked, one didn't. Our startup uh, was... Was cast. Co founded together. Yeah. Um, do you find that like social media now, obviously, you do it as a job, makes it less fun than when you did it not as a job, I guess? I guess it depends. Because I think that my reflex has gotten a lot better. So I have fun with it. But sometimes, like when you're in a, like a, a promo cycle, like I say, promoting a song sometimes could feel like styling a t shirt 50 different ways. 
And so sometimes it's different, like it's very difficult to come up with like new and very natural ways to promote your music. So that can be challenging, but I, I actually quite enjoy it now that I, you know, have like just exercised that muscle a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. And like also learning to not take it too seriously because it's getting out of the mindset of like, oh my gosh, this like has to be perfectly like curated and this and that. And sometimes I'll just be like, what's up you guys? And like, that's my TikTok. It's like, so funny because a lot of people now like Instagram made it, Instagram, I don't want to say put a negative connotation on social media in the sense that everyone's feed was so perfectly curated. Not yeah. everyone, but majority of the time is everyone's highlight reel. So you cared so much about what your grid looked like to the point where people literally design their grid profiles, yeah. right? Whereas TikTok, I feel like is almost the opposite. Yep. You First off, you never know what's going to go viral. You can, I've done it a million times. I'm like, this TikTok going viral, boom, 5,000 views. Yeah. One that's like, I don't know, you randomly take a, a video of the room and someone just happens to see the candy machine in the back and that candy machine goes viral and does a million views or something. Yep. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yep, you never know. You never know. And that's the idea is like, people should just post, just post as many, and everyone on TikTok knows like, you gotta post three times a day, blah, 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 blah. Just post whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of the algorithm, if I'm being honest. The randomness? Yeah. Because oh, think about, like, I, think I wonder if it's like, if there is... Cause I like, there's a lot of theories that go into like what, how, what goes viral, what doesn't, and what like, you know, the algorithms, all that stuff. I don't have it, but I do follow like the, the tech space, I think enough. And like, when you think about it, I mean, it's controlled by like the, the it's called the Chinese government, but called ByteDance, whatever they control it. Right. Like it is the most culturally dominant app in the past couple of years and probably will be for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Like, how else do you stay relevant besides, like, so, Insta- sorry, let's back up a second. Instagram, you knew some back in the day, if you posted at, like, 6 p.m., you get more likes than at 2 p.m., right? So, yeah. people kind of figure out how to game the system. With TikTok, I, I, maybe some people know how. I don't, I don't know, but I haven't heard many people that figured out how to make every TikTok go viral. Yeah. The algorithm's always changing. But I feel like, see, like, us talking about it now, being like, I post one, like, 5,000, one that gets that I didn't expect to get. Sorry, you said I, po- I post one that I think is going to go viral gets 5,000. One that I think is going to have nothing goes viral. The fact that it's confusing and almost in a sense, not maybe a bit frustrating, like keeps people talking about it and keeps it relevant and keeps people trying to figure it out and guess how to do it, whatever. And now we're talking about it, which is essentially free publicity for TikTok. Not that it matters. Well, I think it's, yeah. Right, but the thing is, I think what she says, they're constantly changing. So even when you think you have it figured out, because there's times where I'm like, okay, these four videos killed it. This fifth one, I'm going to change something that people like. They're going to comment on it. I'm going to get good watch time. Like all those like <laughs> key metrics, right? You post it and it just tanks. And I'm like, what the hell did I do wrong? Yeah. And then you switch it up. You post some random thing. Like I remember I posted once me chugging a glass of wine. Literally, it was nothing else. I don't even think I had a text on it. It was just me chugging a glass of wine and it went off. Like not off, off, but like compared to my previous videos. And I was like, what the hell? Did nothing that aligned with my my niche, right. just went off. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so if I do this again, maybe it'll go off, but I don't know. You think you figured it out and then you don't. And it's just, yeah, you never know. If I did it as a job, I would actually hate it. And I kind of do now. And like, whenever I have to do those things, I get frustrated because I was like, this sucks. But overall, like, I do think it's an easiest, an easier job. Like you have said, it's kind of difficult at the beginning. Yeah. It's just like a muscle that you just have to like exercise. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The more you do it, the easier it And you it get becomes. to know your audience as well. Tilt the mic a little bit. Like, I don't know, 
down like a little these? bit, there like this one. Like these? There you go, right there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, when did you move to Toronto? I moved to Toronto at the beginning of 2020. Ooh, bad time. Horrible timing. <laughs> I moved in with a complete stranger. No shit. Yeah. Okay. So. Guy, girl? Uh, a girl. Okay. And she ended up being very lovely. Oh. But so cool. it was like, ha- like totally worked out. But yeah, complete stranger. And I had no idea that I'd be like locked down with her for like a year. But it w- ended up working out. Have you seen the Netflix doc- Netflix series Bad Roommate? No. Oh, wait. Have I? It's about um, the nurse right it's about people who live move in with people that i guess they didn't know before and it's like bad experiences like four of them yes the first one was about that nurse that was like oh, taking care of people and like was like just like kill like killing them maybe i actually don't remember what the first i you know, i only remember one my man have you watched this show yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i don't is it about the nurse the first one i, don't, I think so because i turned it on the other day guy, this girl moves in with a guy and he's like like he's nuts like he just like makes her life a living hell and like she can't get out of the lease and stuff anyways i, I don't i'm butchering it for sure i've watched all of them i don't really remember them now so this is a terrible thing to have brought up but uh anyways i just thought roommate <laughs> fuck it it's gotta be yeah. weird though like moving in with someone you have no idea you're coming from oh i guess your english is really you speak french first language right second oh okay. i grew up in the west island which is like an english pocket on the island of montreal so i grew uh. up speaking english first and then french second I found my experiences in Montreal and in Quebec in general is that if you speak English first, you get like almost frowned upon. Depends. It like, I, I don't know for most Montrealers, if they see that you're making an effort, they'll be like, Oh, that's great. But they'll switch to English. For me, I find <laughs> I'm going to word this nicely. Every time I've been to Montreal or Quebec, I always say like, Oh, nice. Like, hello. Like bonjour. 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 Sorry. Bonjour, I, was, I was trying to think of the word. Bonjour. Hi. Can I get a double-double or whatever? Yeah. As soon as they hear that, can I get a double-double or the English part, I feel like I'm just like, service goes down instantly. It's like, I didn't even get served yet. Interesting. Do you think that's true? Like, do you generally think that they, you say bonjour? Like, because your bonjour doesn't sound like French anyway. No, so they probably not. know you're not French to begin with. So it wouldn't change. Say bonjour. Maybe, maybe it's just always just bad then. Say bonjour. Say, bonjour. It, say it. Oh, that's pretty good. Wait, that no, that one was wait, a wait, bullshit wait. one. You're trying to sound like he's from like bonjour. from like Paris. That was do like it again. Bonjour. Do it again. Do it again. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Oh. Ça va bien. Merci à vous. Ça va bien. Merci. Okay. Not terrible, actually. Okay. Yeah. Like, not bad. Je okay, m'appelle Richard. Now you, you gotta go. Oh, I just want to say bonjour. Je m'appelle Georges. Okay. Comment okay. ça va, monsieur, whatever? Don't you remember pas, that when you were a kid? Un petit papa le français means I speak a little bit or am I saying it wrong? Wait, do that one more time. It was petit, too quick. Uh, um, um, le, um, nah, I'm messing Did it you up see now. Petit Papa Noel? That's like I'm trying to say like I want to speak a little bit of French, but I'm butchering all the words. I'm saying I'm like It's okay, it's not far off. That's close. Anyways, it's okay. Duolingo, here we come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I Duolingo have a like a love hate thing with I like start with like one language and I get like pretty far in. I was doing Italian for a while and I was actually picking it up okay. Can understand it. Then I said Spanish and then French, and I just said, fuck it, I can't make up my mind. Speaking of TikTok, they have an amazing TikTok. Duolingo has like a kick ass TikTok. Really? Really? Yeah, go look it up. It's really funny. That my favorite it? is Ryan Ayers. Oh, yeah. Same vibes. They talk the plane at the mouth. <laughs> yeah, but they do like every trend. And there's the Vin Diesel one was the best. Remember the the trend for family? And like the fast 10 or whatever came out? Oh, and they go and they get to get down low and squats in front yeah, of it. Yeah. So I can't remember what it was, but. 
I I I haven't watched those recently. Ryanair's been a pretty good airline. Honestly, we had a good experience this year. I think I like them. Oh, Did you yeah. see the video that just went viral of people just like turning up on a Ryanair yeah. flight to no. Ibiza? Yeah, I think it was from uh, London to Ibiza. Yeah, not the Andreas one. It's a different one. No, it was in the summer though. No, this was like a month no, ago. No, that was the crazy Sunwing scandal, like no, Montrealers. No, 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 the Ryanair was a month ago. That's around the time we got back from Europe. Was it? Uh, I may, think I remember maybe. seeing it. I, I know it's recently. It's it's since we've been back. So maybe it was right when we got back or something. Because this is, uh, it was a big thing. Yeah. I just like, saw a video just, of it like, today. I was nuts like, party? Yeah, like, yeah like, like cracking open bottles. And apparently it looked fun. But what what ha- ended up okay, happening? Does anybody know what happens when you jump on, like when people collectively jump on a plane? Because they were jumping up and down. And I think I'm a terrible flyer. I would want to die I don't think if I was would, on the flight. I, actually, I, I don't know. But I don't think it would not get Like what would happen if like, all 100 people on the flight were like, okay, one, two, three, jump. Like, what What the fuck would happen? I think, happen? I think it's, yeah, it's such a, if you think about what a plane the weighs in the big picture. At, yeah, the speed yeah, you're moving at. The plane like probably weighs, I know, like more 100 tons. So it, I don't think it's negligible. That's another thing, dude. You get scared of turbulence like when on a plane? Not as much, but okay. I used to be the worst flyer in the world. Yeah. You just said you were a bad flyer and now you used to be. Well, like. So you're still kind of bad? I still, if I haven't flown in a couple of weeks, I get that little like twinge of like, or that she says a couple like, of weeks, eh? I don't know. Cause like, or if I'm like hungover and I get on a flight, like I'm just like oh, preparing. My favorite. Oh. Have, I'll have a drink on the plane. I'll pass out. I don't know. I just get horrible anxiety. Like when I'm hungover and I get on a flight, I'm like, oh, what can go wrong? Sunday scares. <laughs> what are your worst flights you've ever taken to each of you? Oh, I have a good one. Cool. Oh. So I was flying from Amsterdam to Berlin. And I've already taken the red eye from Toronto to Amsterdam. So it was a connecting flight. And there were two crazy storms going through. And like, I don't know if you guys saw online, like in April of last year, there was like planes like on TikTok. Like there was a bunch of like videos of planes trying to land at Heathrow that were like this. And it was just like for a week, everybody was like, Eunice this, Eunice that. It was during the storm of Eunice. And there was two back-to-back crazy storms with hurricanic winds and like, one had passed, but the other one was on its way. And we had this two hour quick little jaunt over from like Amsterdam to Berlin. The people bought the turbulence was so bad. The people behind me were like ill and they were like, we're going to die. We're going to die. Like, like the pain is going like this and everybody's screaming and, every, and I'm so tired that I'm just like, just take me. <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. Like if I go, if this is the way I go out, then so be it. But everyone's like throwing up. It was like something out of a freaking Final Destination movie. And then we get on the ground. Finally, everyone's like, oh, and we like we're waiting for the luggage at baggage claim. And they're like, sorry, the winds are so high. We can't get your bags off the plane. So I was like, "Okay." so it was like save it up to fly in that, but not to like. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, The reason I had asked earlier, I had a pretty crazy story. I've never had turbulence that bad. But the reason I asked if you get scared of turbulence is I heard a st- I heard a, like a statistic that I, or I guess a fact that I never really knew. You know, a plane, they say a plane has never been downed by turbulence. Like, yes, I've heard that. But everyone shits their pants when turbulence hits and you hear babies screaming and grandmothers crying. But a plane's never gone down from turbulence. Yeah. What was your bad know. flight? Um... The my worst one of recent memory was when I flew from uh, when I flew from Jaipur to Colombo, um, Jaipur, India, Colombo, Sri Lanka, and I stopped in Chennai and I had I think I had food poisoning. Oh no! So I took an overnight flight from Jaipur to Chennai, which is like four or five hours. I was the only white guy on the plane. Um, 
I'm honestly very well, maybe the only one to like, I don't know if anyone understood me. Like I sat next to two old ladies and they were very nice when I sat down, but I was really feeling a bit queasy. It was like nine o'clock at night or maybe a little earlier, but get on the plane. I had the window seat. I was like, all right, I'm blushing up, like lean over and pass out. And like two, three hours into the flight, I woke up with this feeling in my stomach like I've never had where I just knew I was about to puke. Like I could, and I look, and it was night now, so it's like 11 or 12, so everyone's asleep on the plane, lights are off, and I was like, oh shit. And I'm like, I try to tap the ladies, they wouldn't wake up, I was, and then they wake up eventually, and I was like, I, like I'm like, I gotta, and they're like, okay. And they like put their head back down. I was like, no, no. I'm like, and I don't think they definitely didn't understand. So I just said, forget it. I stood up and stood, stood on all the hand rests, climbed out, jumped into the aisle. And the flight attendant like looked at me like I guess could see something was wrong. So I ran to the front. I was like maybe five rows down, ran to the washroom and I'll spare the, the visuals, but it was not good. Like oh it was out my mouth, not whatever. Um, not, yeah. I'll spare the visuals, but well, it was out of my mouth. I want to make sure it was clear that like it's not like it wasn't the worst case scenario. Yeah. Puking's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and then anyways, I was like in the washer for a while, like whatever, got back to my seat and managed to land the flight. Then I landed in Chennai and I had a three hour layover and I could just tell that I like I, it was not good. And I drank some water and I was walking outside to get some air and just like for the next two hours was like stuck outside puking. I think you had a similar experience recently. And then made it to Colombo and I had something worse than food poisoning because I was then stuck in a hotel in Colombo for two days. That was my worst experience. Awful. And it was not just a flight, but that that specific flight will always stick out to me. It was terrible, miserable, That's crazy. Yeah. There's my a- mind's basically almost the exact same thing as George. Food this poisoning. happened. This, this happened like, like a, a month, month ago. ago. Oh my god. I'm I'm usually a great flyer. I'll get on a plane, get up, get my window seat. As soon as I eat, it's lights out. I'll either sleep or I'll be in and out of sleep for majority of the plane ride. I don't get up at all on a plane ever. Um, so I'm there, I put my headphones on, I watch a movie, whatever. This flight was possibly the worst day of my life. Like, honestly, that bad. Wow. I won't get into it, but just like, yeah. I was just was like, it home from Portugal or yeah, to Portugal? on the way home from Portugal. Oh, man. Well, at least you were going home. Yeah, so that night I got sick, the night leading up to this flight. Woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I feel all right. Like, chug the bottle of water. I'm like, got to rehydrate. We were in the Uber from the hotel to the airport, like 20 minutes. We get to the airport, it's just game over. I didn't even make it on the plane. Just game over. Oh, my um, gosh. It's exactly what you think. Yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, I'm like, I can't eat anything or drink anything because I can't take a chance of getting on the plane feeling like this. No. So we're walking through security, and I can barely like move. I'm like deathly pale, and I'm just coming back from a three-week Europe trip. I'm like super tan, but no, like disgusting pale. The lady at the desk, when we were doing customs, she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, McDonald's. I eat bad McDonald's. I'm not feeling good. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, no, the McDonald's. Like knowing that I'm like visibly not okay. Yeah. Actually, the security, when they saw me outside the airport, the guy security comes up and he's like, are you okay? I literally just looked at the girl I was traveling with. She's like, yeah, no, he's fine. Just needs a little bit of water. I was literally about to be like, do I... Do I look okay? You see what I just did to this poor wall. Do I look okay? Oh my god. Anyway, so that plane, I couldn't get comfy. Like just babies crying. I'm sweating. I'm cold. I'm hot. Like I even paid for the extra leg room to try and get a little bit of sleep. But no, just like probably top five worst. Day. No, number one worst day of my life. Honestly, literally bridesmaids. Like like way oh, worse than that. Honestly, like, great like oh, worse than that. It reference. was just just terrible. Yeah, anyways, so. Yeah, honestly, I love, I fly tomorrow morning, so I'm hopefully not going whatever is good, but. Where are you off to tomorrow? Uh, I got a conference in Chicago, so hey. a couple days. Nice. Um, great city. 
pretty pumped. I've been there in a while. Dope. Yeah. Favorite city to visit? If London is definitely one of them. Love London. Love the people in London. Uh, where else? I love New York. Sister's actually living in New York now. Um, but yeah, those two come to mind right away. What about you guys? Uh, I'm Ibiza, yeah. It's my favorite place on earth. Ibiza, Bar- Barcelona, both of them. Oh yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona's great. Um, Probably Athens is number one for me. Um, And honestly, New York's up there. Maybe Miami, maybe Florida. Like, not Miami particularly, but like I like Florida a lot. Um, but New York's very cool. I like New York a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then I guess we're kind of wrap, getting to that point. Um, what's what your favorite show or one show that really stands out that you played recently? Show? Uh, probably Rufflandia in Victoria, BC. Where? Sorry. There's a festival called Rufflandia in Victoria. Okay. It's a cool name, but I have never Rufflandia. heard of it. So Lord played there this year. Dylan Francis played there this year. It was like this. Wow. Victoria is such a beautiful part of Vancouver Island. And it was the last show of our tour. And like, I always get nervous because I was just like, I, I really hope that this is gr- good for like the whole crew and for everyone because it's like the last one that we're going to do. And it was, it did not disappoint. Like the crowd was amazing. The island was beautiful. We got great weather. And so that's the one that stood out the most. That's awesome. And Ottawa Pride this year was amazing. Oh, very okay. Cool. Very, very cool show. Are you, so I, I know you said the drag race, Ottawa Pride. Are you, do you do a lot of stuff with the LGBTQ plus community? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How like did that just happen organically or did you work towards it? How does it work? Well, I think that recently since coming out, like I've gotten a lot of support from the community and I've always been super involved and cool. yeah, it's just kind of worked out and I love it. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I have one. Cool. I have a last question. Um, dream, uh, dream artist to collaborate with. If on the DJ side or the art, well, I guess Anybody, they're all artists, artist. but probably disclosure. Big Disclosure fan, big Duke Dumont fan. Who else? That's such a great question. And every time somebody asks me, I'm completely stumped because it changes. I love Rufus Soul. I love Tovlo. I'm going to see them this weekend. Wait, what? Rufus? Red Rocks. You're going to Red Rocks to see Rufus Soul. Yeah. So the also Danny, the girl who manages our podcast, uh, me and her randomly just, I said I wanted to go. It's my dream venue. So you just like go see? Yeah. Well, no, it's not Bell Center. I well, no, no, was disappointed when you said that. To go to <laughs> no, Red Rocks. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I really, I've been dying to go forever. And I think this is probably the last chance we'll ever get to see like Rufus play at Red Rocks. I think this is their third or fourth time playing there. Insane. So you know they did like 2017, 2019. Anyways, uh, I was like, this is, they'll probably never be small enough to play there ever again because now they're blowing Huge. up mass. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're doing back-to-back nights. So we're, we're going uh we might even do two nights it's a show to do two nights yeah. for yeah did you go to the show in toronto i didn't i missed it and that was the like of course like every basic bitch i was like that's the one show that i'm super pissed that i missed when COVID hit because i had my tickets but i didn't get to see them the last time because i was traveling uh, but that is one heck of a show yeah, like i've been like obsessively watching all of the footage and so you're gonna you're gonna have a great time no, did you know that there's a dinosaur trail at the Red Rocks? No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, there I don't is. know much about it, but they told me that there's a dinosaur, dinosaur trail with old like footprints of dinosaurs and shit. That's unreal. Yeah. Are you going to walk the dinosaur trail? Amazing. We're there for literally 30 hours, so we go for a hike, dinosaur trail. 30 hours? 30 hours. 
You if we Friday don't, into Sunday? Uh, no, if we don't, no, literally Saturday morning to Sunday. We get, we arrive at 10 and we leave at four. We so we like 7 a.m. on, uh, uh, yeah, we leave at 8 a.m. Okay. Toronto time. We get there at 10 uh, Colorado time or 1030. And then we leave the next day at 430. So we're literally in Colorado for 30 hours. Wow. If we don't stay for the second show, we said if we get free tickets to one of the two shows, we'll stay. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, it's, uh. This is my, my dream venue, dream artist, I guess. So. Yeah. Wow. You're going to have such a good time. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. I guess on that note, Rev, thanks for joining us. This was awesome. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I'm sorry that we <laughs> spoke about sex, drugs, and politics No, today. it's okay. We kind of almost did. Yeah. 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 Um, Actually, yeah. Wow. If people want to find out more about you, your music, touring, songs, where can they go? How can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Twitter at RevMTL. R-E-V-E-M-T-L. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And if you made it to the end of this, we appreciate you. Give Rev a follow. Thanks. And share this with your friends. Other than that, signing off, pals. Bye-bye.